Hey listeners, welcome back to Digital Health Today. I'm the founder and managing editor, Dan Kendall. In this episode, we dive into a conversation that centers around a deeply personal and significant aspect of women's lives. It's about access to modern contraception and the role that people and organizations can play to ensure that women everywhere have the information, products, and services to make and implement the decisions that are right for them. Here to lead the conversation is Sophie Park. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, everyone. Welcome. I'm Sophie Park. I'm the managing director at G4A Digital Health for Bayer. And it's my pleasure to be your guest host today for one of the Digital Health Podcast Coffee Talks. Today, I have two very exciting guests who are joining to talk about truly a project that we are very proud to be involved in. And I want to give you a little bit of background as to why women's health and where these topics are coming from. So over a half a century ago, the world actually declared that family planning was a fundamental human right. And not only that, that family planning is a human right and choice, but it's also central to women's empowerment, reducing poverty and achieving sustainable development, not just here, but around the world. Today, we have two remarkable guests with us to talk about just that not only what it means for women's empowerment, but using digital health solutions to empower, increase access and equity for women and girls in Africa. I have with me today, Ariana DeHoog, who is our lead at Bayer for access to medicine and community, and also Titi Lola Olalu Hassan, otherwise known as Titi, uh, our co-founder and chief operating officer of Zuri Health. Welcome both. Thanks so much, Sophie. Thank you for the invitation. So first up is you, Ariane. I know I would love for you to just give a brief overview on why this partnership with Zuri Health and Bayer is so important and also talk about some of the sustainability goals that we have to achieve this year. Thank you so much for having me, Sophie, and such a warm welcome. Women's healthcare is a big part of our buyer business. It's been a big focal point. It makes a lot of sense that this is an area that we dive into in low and middle income countries. Over 218 million women of reproductive age are living in low middle income countries and have an unmet need for modern contraception. This contributes to 111 million unintended pregnancies each year, according to the UNFPA. And for family planning, we have committed ourselves to help provide 100 million women with modern contraception yearly by 2030. This is, of course, in line with the UN Sustainable Development Goals, specifically for SDG 3, which is gender equality, and 5, which is all about health and well-being. For us, this focus on providing modern contraceptions to women, it's about giving women rights and opportunities. And in the end, this is extremely important because it doesn't just benefit women's health and also infant health, but ultimately it allows girls to finish their education. It allows them to have a career, to build their professions so they can also be self-sustaining. And it contributes economically to their families, to their communities, to their nations. So even from an economic standpoint, it makes a lot of sense. And it's not about telling girls and women 
not to have children, quite the opposite. It's about them choosing when to have children at the right time for them. So this is a very important step in women's empowerment and contributes to the entire economies of nations. For us, the 100 million goal, as we call it, is extremely valuable part of our business, something we're extremely dedicated to. And one thing a lot of people don't realize is it's not about our products, it's about any products. Any modern contraception that can help girls and women in low middle income countries is something that we're focused on. But this is not something that we can do by ourselves. And this is ultimately why the partnerships we have are so extremely valuable. Now going through with the partnerships, I want to now turn it over to TT. So I've run on a market intel that What's really exciting is more than ever, women are actually 75% more likely to use digital tools for their health, regardless of where they are. And mostly this is due to our own unique needs in health. I would love for you to give an idea of what Zuri Health is, what it stands for, what it does, what you're excited about. Thank you, Sophie. So Zuri Health is a Pan-African health tech company. And what we do is we want to provide affordable and accessible healthcare to people in underserved communities. So the way we look at health and the way we look at Africa, we think that anyone who can afford to buy a bottle of water should be able to access healthcare. One of the greatest challenges you have in Africa is that people have to choose between survival and actual going to the hospital when they're sick. We want to remove all the barriers that would stop people from accessing the care that they need. So it was really very important for us to partner with Bayer on the 100 million women challenge to reach 100 million women by 2030. And why was this so? Because we understand that for people to live healthier, happier lives in Africa, women need to be empowered to make decisions on family planning. A lot of women in Africa are having unintended pregnancies. They're dying after childbirth because they're having children too quickly. They're cut out of social economic opportunities because they have too many children to take care of. they're not able to give their family the type of care and support that they need, and it also affects their well-being. So for us to be able to achieve our goals at Zuri Health, which is to help people live longer, happier lives, we see the need to have an urgency to reach women with the care and the services they need and to point them in the direction of modern contraceptive if that's the right thing for them. Thanks, TT. And speaking of the partnership that we have here, Ariane, I want to ask you, I know we've been going back and forth even before Zuri became a G4A portfolio company. And I want to ask you, for you and your team, what was it about Zuri Health that really stood out to you? And what are you most excited about to get out of this partnership? And what is the level of impact that you're aiming to achieve through this partnership? Yeah, let me take one step back on that and just explain why digital technologies is a focus area for us. So the use of digital technologies to support healthy sexual and reproductive behaviors is actually one of several promising high-impact practices in family planning. What are high-impact practices? It's been broken down into four areas. So there's enabling environments. So these are things like public financing, educating girls, the importance of policies and programs. We've got service delivery. That's also high impact. So this will look into community healthcare workers' roles, postpartum support for women, 
mobile outreach, social marketing, for example. The third one is social and behavioral changes. So things like the role that mass media can play, the importance of community support when it comes to girls and women, family planning, communications, also individual intent, women understanding what they can do for their rights and their bodies. And then there's enhancement high impact practices. So this would be things like creating tech support for service providers or family planning vouchers, things like this. We know that mobile internet via phones, tablets, devices is now becoming more accessible than ever before. And we know that this can have a huge benefit when it comes to health support, providing healthcare services, also for girls and women family planning. Especially young people are becoming more digitally savvy than ever before. There's greater internet penetration in areas where there was none before. And these digital technologies are enabling us to put information at people's fingertips, also young people's fingertips. So empowering them to make these healthy and informed decisions. And advancement in digital technology, these opened up entire new ways of reaching people. So it, together, we need to continue to adapt and employ these emerging technologies technologies, if we don't do that, we'll be left behind. And we will not be reaching the people where we could have a major impact. And the other thing that we've noticed is that our partners are now starting to use digital technologies more than ever to increase uh, global access to family planning and to reproductive health information services. And they allow us to reach the women and the girls. And we certainly realize the importance of these innovations and technologies. So we were thinking, how do we become a leader in this field? Because we do have our 100 million goal, and there are many ways for us to reach girls and women. And the digital uh, facet is one major area that we could not ignore. So we put a lot of research into opportunities. We do already have Your Life and World Contraception Day. This is a broad alliance of NGOs that we're a major part of. We inform young people worldwide about family planning options through that. It's a, a fantastic example of how strong international presence on online media and how social influencers can make a huge difference in reaching millions of young people. We also signed last year with a Kenyan company called Life Young Goo. This program not only informs young people about family planning options, but also provides them with data on where to find support from their local healthcare facilities. So they actually know where to go. We wanted to expand on this because we saw the potential. After research, a lot of research, we found Zuri Health. And as the discussions continued over a year, if I'm not mistaken, TT, we found more and more overlap in our interests and our dedication. And their focus had not been, of course, solely on girls and women family planning. It's an entire healthcare platform. But we saw the potential on using their amazing abilities and outreach to enhance family planning in the regions where they are active. And to join our partnerships and our dedication to girls and women. And in TTI, I found an ally who has also the same passion in making a true difference in the world through these opportunities for the girls and women. It was a match made in heaven, I would say, and became very clear that there's a lot of potential for the family planning realm. Thank you, Ariane. And Titi, I want to turn it over to you because Ariane just mentioned you guys had the footprint, you have the dedication. What does that actually look like? What is the footprint of Zuri Health? How do you guys improve girls' and women's access to healthcare through your platform? 
Okay, first of all, let me first say that I completely agree with Ariane. It was a match made in heaven, not just with the sustainability team, but with G4A. I say that what we're doing today has been driven and really carried by the team at Bayer because even though we had a focus on accessing more Africans with affordable health care, we did not know how big an impact giving women access to modern contraceptives was until we said to engage with the team at Bayer. And we're very fortunate because now we believe that we can make true impact in Africa. And how do we do this? So Zuri Health, we provide services through four digital channels, a WhatsApp chatbot, SMS services, apps, also e-commerce websites. Now, what we're doing is that we're giving people access on the platforms that are the easiest for them to access. So it's not just about using technology, it's about using the right technology. In Africa, 65% of people do not have access to the internet. So what that means is that if you only go with internet-based services, you are excluding majority of the people who need it, especially women, because women in Africa tend to be lower income earners when compared with men. So they cannot afford as many smartphones and they cannot afford to also recharge their phones with the data that they need. And this is what this partnership is doing. So with this partnership, we're going to be giving women access to information and referrals to service delivery completely free. As long as you have a mobile phone in Kenya, any woman who wants to have information about modern contraceptives and about family planning, about sexual reproductive health, will be able to access this service completely free. And we will give referrals uh, to partners who can get them fitted with the modern contraceptives and give them the information they need to make the right decisions. So this is extremely exciting. There's nothing like this. We can't wait to see the results that we get out of this. I'm actually very excited to see the results too. But those of you who don't know, so Zuri Health is also a part of the G4A program. We do have an investment into them. But I also wanted to ask a follow-up question to that, TT. Really exciting stuff that's coming out. But I guess my question around this is, what does the future look like? I mean, obviously it looks so bright, but for you through this partnership, what is the future of digital health and the opportunities that Zuri Health can have in that region beyond family planning look like? Okay, so the way our vision of the future is that we want to turn people's homes into hospitals for first level medical consultation. There should be no barriers for you to access the care you need anytime, 24 hours a day, once you have access to a mobile phone. Once you have access to a mobile phone, you don't have to consider how much money it's going to cost you to get a true consideration in Africa. You don't have to consider if you have uh, money to go to the doctor or if you have money to feed. Once you have access to the phone, you can access the services. And what the services also does is it helps people prevent worse outcomes because they can get early care and on demand. And we expect to see more of this. More and more people in Africa are accessing telemedicine, which is making healthcare affordable for them. They're getting chronic care management using SMS and also their WhatsApp chatbot services. For example, we have a chronic uh, disease management program where we follow up on people using SMS messages and also WhatsApp bot messages. And that's the same thing that applies to what we're doing with this tech platform for modern contraceptives where women get information. We can follow up to see if they're satisfied with the information, if they've gotten fitted and give them the aftercare support that they also need. 
Thanks, Titi. And for you, Ariane, a similar question. I know Bayer has some pretty hefty goals there, and I know that there are challenges that do come from implementing the 100 million goal. But at the same time, together with a partnership like Zuri, what does the future look like for this partnership with Bayer? We have a lot of hope in the role of digital One thing we're very aware of, acutely aware of, is the kinds of barriers that are existent when it comes to family planning. So we know that a lot of girls and women have had major concerns about side effects of modern contraceptives. There's a lot of misinformation out there. There's stigma as well. There's the effects of local laws and policies, also cultural norms that put pressure on girls and women, and boys too, by the way. So the importance of the digital aspect is that it reduces the risk of people roaming all over the internet and getting misinformation and for them talking to the wrong people who are giving them the wrong kind of tips when it comes to their sexual and reproductive health. So the importance of these kind of digital partnerships is creating the right kind of healthcare platforms, building a trust in the people that use them, increasing the outreach that we can have through these platforms and ensuring that the girls and women and the couples and the men have the right kind of access in the right format with the right products for their bodies, for their health. This is what's so key. The other thing that digital enables for us is to reach vulnerable communities. Now, Titi explained that internet penetration and smartphones are still a problem, and this is the case in many low-middle-income countries, but it is increasing, and there are means to continue this outreach of digital even into low-income or vulnerable communities. We're seeing more and more of this, and Zuri Health is very good at this and very good at keeping this in mind. So the future when it comes to uh, using digital platforms is obvious. Um, It is reaching people that we have not been able to reach in the past. It is providing accurate information to people who otherwise would not have that giving them rights that they otherwise cannot access and opportunities to live better lives. So it is extremely important for us to continue this. In November last year, the UNFPA had announced that we've reached the 8 billion mark when it comes to people on our planet. That is a lot of people. And a lot of the population growth is in fact happening in the low and middle income countries. At the same time, we do see that the digital penetration in these countries is increasing more and more. How do we reach those people? How do we inform them? How do we support them? Universal healthcare is on everybody's agenda, but it is extremely complicated to implement, certainly without using technology, without using digital as part of that. This is one thing where we see a great potential in the future to reach the growing world population and to truly have an impact and a difference in areas where we would not be able to get to otherwise. So just to add to what Ariane said, I think it's also important to understand uh, that one of the reasons that digital is so important is because of the penetration, like Ariane mentioned. But 
even in Africa, there are countries where you have 107% mobile penetration, where people have two phones. And for some women, the only way they're going to access information is through the SMS service because they would never have access to even get on the internet to even see either the misinformation or the correct information because they simply are excluded from those type of platforms. So when you have platforms that are also working in conjunction with the community health promoters where people can have the privacy that they need, they're not worried about stigma, they can be anonymous on the platform, they can open up and ask the questions that they want to without fear. It's a very powerful tool to reach women. Completely agree with you. We're almost at closing now, but I do have one final question I want to ask both of you. It's called the blue sky question. And really this is, I don't want to say it's a wishful thinking, but it's a more hopeful goal that we can potentially attain in the future. And so this blue sky question is, if you can wish for anything in this world in terms of women's empowerment, girls' empowerment, what would that world look like? What would that be? For me, the answer is actually extremely clear. It is very obvious when it comes to girls and women that they are still left behind on almost every facet. So here we are talking about specifically family planning. We're even now starting discussions in the international community on the role of climate change on girls and women and the effects of that. Think about a humanitarian crisis situation floods, droughts, fires, women ending up in refugee camps. They don't want to get pregnant or they are pregnant and they need the right care. So even climate change is now a topic that affects girls and women who are more vulnerable in those situations. In short, for me, it is very clearly that the international community, that society, the governments, that companies, organizations, NGOs create an opportunity for girls and women to simply have the same rights as men. That's it. And if I were to add to that, I think my blue sky wish or desire would be irrespective of where a woman is located, if it's a low to middle income country or wherever it is in the world, that each woman should have access to the information that can make them make informed decisions, that no one is excluded, that they can make the decisions with the right information and choose what is right for them, that they can have the right to make those choices. Very well said. So for those of you who are interested to find out more about these programs and also about Zuri Health, Titi, could you let the audience members know the best way to reach you and the best way to get in contact with Zuri? Oh, yes. Anyone who's interested in finding out more about Zuri Health can find us at www.zuri.health. Once they get to that platform, it will take them to all the countries. We're present in eight countries and we're expanding across 12 more countries in the next couple of months. And in addition to that, Titi, there is a wide breadth of audience who actually listen in on these podcasts and watch. Could you also let them know what are some of the ways that maybe some corporates or NGOs can support you guys? What are the ways that people can get involved there with Surrey? In terms of the type of partnerships we're looking for, we are expanding very rapidly across Africa. We're currently present in eight African countries, inclusive of Nigeria, Kenya, Zambia, Tanzania. And we're always looking out for 
pharmacy partners, lab partners, investors in those markets, as well as modern people that can give access to modern contraceptives, volunteers who can help us with our free medical camps and to reach more people. And also for you, Ariane, I know there's a lot of different opportunities, especially with the sustainability group here at Bayer. And for those who are interested in getting more involved, could you share how, where, when they can find you? <laughs> Absolutely. So we're always looking for new partnerships in order to support our journey towards the 100 million goal. And remember, the 100 million for us means reaching 100 million women yearly starting in 2030. They can always reach out to me directly on LinkedIn. Ariana DeHoke is the easiest way. But for us at the moment, the focus is on this digital corner. So if there are opportunities there, of course, we're always looking. This wonderful opportunity with Zuri is a big step forward. We also, in the last few weeks, signed a partnership with UNFPA India. It's a two-year partnership. It will focus on a comprehensive program aimed at providing sexual and reproductive health rights services to adolescents, youth, and couples in India. It's called My Rights, My Choices, and we'll cover four districts and two states there. So the digital campaigning is an important cornerstone for us, and we're always looking for new ways. So if anybody is interested or has ideas, we're always very happy to listen, to learn, to grow, and to see what we can do together. Thank you both so much. This is very insightful. I'm really excited, very excited. It's, if not my favorite partnership that we've had to date, don't tell anybody else. <laughs> They're probably all listening in anyway. But thank you so much for your time, both you, Ariana and TT. Our pleasure. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today with Ariane and also TT. You can always reach out to us via gfray at bayer.com if you have any questions. And until next time, be safe.